Welcome back everybody, this is Eric here with IRAC Veteran 8888. Today we've got another gun gripe episode for you and we are going to be talking about internet experts, okay? And we're not trying to be condescending, we're just going to kind of lay some stuff out. I've got a very special guest with me today, this is my buddy Matt. He and I served in Iraq together and he is going to be doing t-shirts for the channel and has been doing t-shirts for the channel. So anytime you order a snazzy t-shirt, look at that. This is the man that's responsible for it. So thank you guys very much for supporting Matt's family and mine when you order a t-shirt uh, through the shop. So internet experts, like when we get into this subject, you hear it thrown around a lot. So you've got guys that, uh, let's just say you're a proclaimed expert, like you claim to be an expert. Right. People that are perceived experts, and then people who say they're experts and they're nowhere close to being an expert. So what do you think about all of that in terms of it? I think there's a lot of the third category. There's a lot of guys that claim to be experts and there's no way to verify that. So I would probably say that if you're going to do your research, if you're going to really try to learn uh, through the internet, which I don't recommend, I recommend at least getting some you know, formal training. If you're gonna just learn 100% off the internet, make sure that you're going to a verifiable source, uh, someone that has a record. It doesn't have to be, you know, operator status. You don't have to try to find that tier one guy or, you know, soft guy. You can go and get, you know, from a accredited, you know, instructor at least, uh, and get some basic training there, and then kind of go into your high speed classes if you want to go that route. But most importantly, I would say get it from a verifiable source. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it seems that a lot of people, you know, when we get into that middle category where you're talking about there's that perceived, that, that perception of, of being an expert, I guess you hear people say, fake it till you make it. Yeah. That's sort of what that means, right? When you say fake it till you make it. And I had a, a discussion with my good friend Mark Novak recently, and he does the gunsmithing videos over on Anvil Gunsmithing channel. If you haven't checked out his channel, you need to go subscribe because he's a great dude. And he puts, he's, he's, He's dingbat. He's crazy, which is great. In a good way, a good kind of crazy, like Matt's a good kind of crazy. However, um, he even says, like, look, you know, there's, there, there, will, there will be the, the literal expert and there will be the perception of an expert. And like with our channel, you know, we, we've never really gone out and tried to scream credentials this and credentials that. We just kind of do our thing and we just let people take that for what it is. If somebody goes, hey, this guy seems to know a bit about reloading. Well, then fine, whatever. Then if you think I know about reloading and you're happy and what you learn, you're applying and it's helping you, well, then more power to you. Um, but the cool thing about YouTube and the cool thing about what a lot of us do on these platforms is that you get a little bit of exposure to everybody's opinion. And it literally is a, 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 a sea of opinions. So if you're the sort of person that really wants to be educated in the way that you just want to hear what everybody has to say, then it's a great place for you to be able to go on there and go, all right, well, I want to know what this guy thinks and this guy thinks and this guy. And then you sort of develop your own mentality around that subject. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that you do have to get second, third opinions and really compare notes and say, hey, if uh, this trainer is doing it this way and this trainer is doing it you know, a similar way, then you know, if it looks like a duck, then it's a duck. It, it has it has some legs. It's going. It's the right way to do it. But if you start seeing four or five, six different ways to do it, then it really comes down to what I think is something that's what's more comfortable for you. Um, so find the way that works for you. Everybody's different. 
um, and find really uh, a trainer that suits your style. Not everybody's out there to shoot fast. Not everybody's out there uh, to look, you know, tactical. There's a certain way that the shooting works for everybody. That's right. Um, So find your style, find your, your information source and stick with it. And don't jump around to, you know, five, six, seven different trainers. Find one, stick with it, learn the basics, and then you can kind of learn some different stuff from there. But again, credible. Make sure, make sure yeah. they're, they're credible. Make sure. You, uh, and I'm not saying that you know. There's plenty of guys that were in the military that weren't combat arms that uh, can train. Uh, but just make sure that they're they know what they're doing. They're not regurgitating what they read uh, on the internet. And Out just, of a TM. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, get a FM, get a TM, or you know, just watching a popular YouTuber and just regurgitating that into what you know they want to teach and putting their little spin on it. Because I mean, that happens quite a bit as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've had John Lovell down here before, and you guys are probably familiar with his channel, The Warrior Poet. Uh, he's a great dude, and. You know, I like John Lovell's mentality and the way that he thinks about training. Um, you know, it, and you're right, Matt. It really does depend on, you know, what kind of person you are. If you're the kind of person who wants to shred seconds off of a shot timer and you want to shoot as fast as Jerry Mitchellick, well, then by all means, find somebody who specializes in making you shoot faster in a competition setting. Some people want to learn how to protect themselves and be more efficient. You know, like John Lovell says, everybody's easy to kill. You know what I mean? And, and, I know that's a hard thing to think about, but when you're carrying a gun every day and you're defending yourself, you have to accept the reality that, you know, guns are deadly items and that, you know, not only is there a safety aspect that you have to adhere to, we have to be safe with firearms because they are inheritedly dangerous. Just like if you go out, and we've said it before, but if you go out and you uh, do something dumb in your car and wreck, well, well, cars can hurt you, right? So everything around us is dangerous, so we have to keep that in mind. And having that mentality that, look, you know, I'm carrying a gun, okay, so I have to think in my head, you know, I have to be cognitive dissonance or I have to have, I have to get rid of that cognitive cloudiness of uh, complacency and I have to go, all right, well, I, I'm carrying a weapon, you know, I have to be mindful of the things that happen around me. And we were talking earlier about the whole, like, complacency thing. Yeah. And sometimes it, just that mentality of, hey, you know, here I am, I'm going to protect myself, I'm going to protect the people around me, you know, you know, people tend to forget that with guns, I think, when it comes to carrying guns. Yeah, they do because it, it becomes uh, second nature. It's almost um, very similar to, you know, when you go to the airport, you see this report about all these, uh, you know, TSA agents collecting firearms. It's because you're so used to carrying it, you forget it's there. So it just becomes part of you. Um, so people, you know, hey, how do they, you know, forget that they're carrying a firearm? Because they don't carry, they don't know. So it's like carrying your keys in your wallet. You don't leave the house without it. You don't really go anywhere without it. So walking into the airport, you're not really thinking. You're like, yeah. oh, hey, you know, I went to take my, uh, my mom to the hospital the other day. Guess what? I forgot I had it. I mean, it's just one of those things. You just, it's part of you. Um, but to get back on the, the whole training thing, I think you have a great point with uh, Johnny's. I, I watch him. Uh, he's got some great, great content with training. I think his training um, is second to none as far as uh, the mentality that he has and what he shows. He brings a realist mentality. Um, and it's, you know, he has experience with receiving and sending rounds, and that's important. For some people, it depends on, again, what training you're looking for. If you're looking to shred and you're looking to shoot fast, you probably want, don't want to go with that style, but that style that he's going for um, is more for self-protection. How do I uh, send rounds north and south 
Uh, how do I control trigger pull when your hands are shaking and you got tons of blood just pumping to your hands and those are things that he goes over in depth as well. That's right. Yeah. And and the thing is, what I like about John Level too, and I'm not making this into a John Level commercial, but <laughs> we love you, you know, John. <laughs> yeah, we, we love John. And uh, the thing is about John Level is that again, it's that perception. You know, John doesn't come out and be like, "I'm an expert. You should listen to what I say" and all this stuff. But I think that your actions speak louder than words when it comes to your knowledge base and what you know. And and that's the thing, like. You know, he's not he's not trying to like be all high and mighty with anybody. He just knows what he knows and he shares what he knows and it resonates with people and it helps people. And to me, that's the definition of an expert. A, an expert doesn't need to it doesn't have to say he's an expert, right? right? Because you look at martial arts, right? You know, the masters, you know, the people that come to them to train, they know that they're the, the masters. They don't have to go around proclaiming I'm the master. No. Their peers know they're the masters through their actions and Really, I think that that's what, you know, this whole expert thing gets thrown around. You know, if you have to proclaim you're an expert, then you're not an expert. You know, just like a guy who says, oh, I'm the king, like Game of Thrones, I'm the king. Well, no man that says he's king is king. Right. You know what I mean? If you're king, you're king. So I think that that comes into play. You know, this whole expert thing gets thrown around. And we're not trying to throw anybody under the bus. If you are one of those guys that goes around proclaiming to be some subject matter expert, that's cool. Whatever. We're not saying you can't do that. Um, but I think that people tend to forget that all YouTube really is, all this is right now is just two guys' opinion. Like, we are just average people. We just happen to be well-known average people. So, you know, a as time goes on, there becomes that perception of being an expert when really, you know what, the way I look at it, Matt, I'm, a con I'm constantly a student because the moment that I stop being a student, uh, the, the moment I stop learning, I get complacent. So if I'm always trying to fill my head with some form of knowledge, and I'm trying to sift through the information waves and, and take out the knowledge of that that I feel is pertinent to my life, the moment I stop doing that, I become complacent. When I become complacent, I make mistakes, and I teach people mistakes. So I have to be careful to, to control what I take in and try to take something away from every day. I think that's important. It is, and I think you, you said something that is very, very important there, and you realize that what you do uh, has repercussions. So if you teach somebody incorrectly and they make a mistake, that can, they can get somebody hurt, they can get somebody killed, especially dealing with the things that you deal with, black powder, explosives, weapons, firearms. So reloading techniques. Reloading, I mean, those are things that if you're off, bad things can happen, whether it's in the bore, in the chamber, or just reloading it here. Um, well, that's why you don't see us make training videos. Yeah, you have to be I, very I'm not going to claim to be able to train somebody on how to do something. You know, I, that's that's kind of the way I think. Like, let the John Levels of the world right. handle that because that's their thing. That's what they do extremely well. Like, they, they do it great, you know what I mean? So I, I try to not fill voids that don't exist. <laughs> but for me, that's important. And I, and I try to kind of segue myself into a place where I feel like I'm needed and then I stay away from where I'm not needed. And uh, sort of, I think sometimes the best way uh, is to know when, when not to contribute something. Right. And that's something that a lot of these internet trainers, the non-qualified internet trainers, they haven't realized that yet. They can get somebody killed. They're teaching or they're attempting to share information that they're not qualified to share. They're trying to teach things that they have no uh, experience in, not knowing that some kid is out there 
thinking that they're experts and they're going to try to utilize these techniques, drawing techniques. They're going to try to draw, blow their hand off, blow their finger off. They're not really taking into consideration that what they're doing has repercussions and they could get somebody hurt or killed. Um, and they're just doing it for YouTube fame and they don't realize these things. So I would say find a qualified person, make you know, sure they have experience. There, there's them. a lot of people, you know, on YouTube that I feel are almost like folk hero status when it comes to not really training, but just their overall like mentality. You know, you look at guys like Paul Harrell. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched any of his videos, but Paul has a really like interesting way of looking at the world and his bullcrap meter. Okay, let's just say it, it can it can fill up and, and it gets to the point where he's like, okay, he calls bullcrap on things. And that's very refreshing. You know, I, I, I support Paul on Patreon. In fact, a lot of YouTubers I support on Patreon because I know it helps them out and everything. But Paul is a great dude. And if you haven't checked out his channel, you might get a really refreshing approach to this whole, you know, expert thing. And it may get you a little bit more into everyday hero status where... You know, Paul's just a regular dude, just like us, and it is so obvious. It's great. It's very refreshing because your average person doesn't want to be operator tactical. Your average person doesn't have to go out and blast every deer in the woods when it comes to hunting. Your average person may not want to go out and dominate on the three-gun range. Your average person might just want to be able to be confident and competent behind a firearm and safe behind a firearm. I think that safety is the number one uh, most important thing with firearms is before you before you walk and run, you have to crawl. And that crawl phase, and uh, I sound like a damn trainer, don't I? But <laughs> That's good, though. That, that That's crawl good. phase is being com competent and confident. Those are two different things, confidence and competence. But being competent behind a gun, just the basics of like making sure you can manipulate your safety, you know, knowing how to use the gun, load it, unload it, just the bare bones ideas of weapons manipulation are very, very important. No, it's, it's extremely important. And those are things that, you know, we're fortunate enough to have been in the military. So we're very comfortable around firearms. And it, it doesn't matter what type of firearm it is. If you put it in your hands, you understand the responsibility. You understand the power. So you're not nervous when you grab it you're grabbing it with a purpose you're not you're not nervous you're not shaking you're not wondering oh what's going to happen and you know you're in control exactly you know that that's only going to go off one way and you know what you need to do for it not to go off right. you know, keep your little meat puppets off the trigger that's and you keep your meat puppets off the trigger you're good um and once you have that mentality you understand that you can you can handle that firearm competently and confidently um, without any issues. Um, and then once you kind of get comfortable with that, go into, you know, manipulation. Then nobody says you have to do this loaded or anything like that, but sure. tons of uh, learning. And this is a great opportunity to take a familiarization course. Go to your local gun range. They'll be more than happy. Every single gun range I've been to, the guy behind the counter, he loves firearms. He loves guns. He'll be more than happy to explain that to you. Yeah, and a lot of them rent guns too. They so do. If you went into a place like that as a complete noob, it's not, and maybe people don't know this. Uh, maybe I'm taking it for granted, but you know, a lot of people may not know that you can go to ranges and you can rent uh, guns to take into the range and test out. So let's say that you're on the fence about a potential purchase or something like that, and maybe it's a gun design you don't know if you like or not. You can go in and rent it and try it out before you buy it, and that's a really nice asset. Or let's just say you're a complete noob. A lot of those places offer just really basic classes, uh, which are great too. Um, you know, we could go down every single rabbit hole on this subject, but maybe that gives you guys some kind of food for thought here. Um, 
you know, we're not trying to belittle anybody in this video. We're not trying to claim we're experts. I am far from being an expert, no and that expert. is not what this this video is meant to be. I am not trying to claim to be an expert. I never have, and I never will. Um, however, I think the subject of experts is something that's important to talk about because, you know, it does get thrown around a bit in certain communities, and I think that there will always be the masters, the perception of being the master, and then the person who claims to be a master and is far from it. And I think that where most of us kind of lie in terms of what we look for in someone like that is that middle line kind of person. Someone who is not cocky, but at the same time, they, they know their stuff, you know what I mean? And though, those oftentimes make the best teachers, in my opinion. How many times did you take a science class or a physics course? or see, You took some sort of, of class in high school or college and you you retain the information that your physics teacher taught you because they were cool and they made it fun and they were really you know they may not have known like every little bell and whistle about the subject but they taught it to you in a way that was fun and entertaining and you retain the information because you were engaged that That's is key. what's important yeah. so an engaging teacher then people and, and we're getting into the the whole idea of <laughs> teaching which i think is a really fun concept when you start talking about that it was actually, it, it's funny, and I'll, I'll just say this before we end the video, but I actually wanted to be a teacher by trade originally. I wanted wow. to teach history. Hey. Yeah. That was sort of my, like, goal was to be a teacher. And then I, I sort of fell into what we're doing here, and I don't know, take that for what you will. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's kind of a different sort of thing. It's, I don't know. I get to be that kind of cool, in my mind at least, and, and maybe... I'm not trying to be high and mighty, but in my mind, maybe I just sort of think, hey, I get to be the, the cool kind of quasi-teacher I always wanted to be, in a way. Well, no. But I without mean, teaching, without saying I'm a teacher, I don't know. Well, I, th I think that, you know, the platform that you built, um, you know, allows you to provide your knowledge, and you have a great deal of knowledge uh, with all the videos that you put out. And again, you're not teaching, but you're just sharing what works for you. And what works for you might not work for your viewers. Definitely but, won't. Um, but, you know, it's, it allows you to, to share that wealth of knowledge. And I think that you mentioned that uh, a great point about uh, teaching styles. And I will say that the military has a very unique style of, of training. And, and there's two types. There's the repetitive, where you just do the Death same. Yeah, you, you just do, you know, weapons manipulation until, you know, your fingers can't work anymore. But... You know, literally 24 hours later, you can do it in your sleep because just because it's repetitive and you do it, do it, do it. Uh, and then you have uh, just that engagement. So you have guys that, you know, and I actually find this a lot with uh, like soft guys. So like green berets or uh, social ones. I've never met a non-humble Army Special Forces guy ever. They're the nicest guys. Um, they're more than... Funny story. I don't mean to caveat this. Go, go, go. Uh, well, I went to a military high school, and before I went to a military high school, uh, I met an Army uh, Special Forces Green Beret. And I told him I was going to a military high school. This guy told me his, his life story about how he joined the Army, how he went to the you know, Special Forces, drove me to his house, went into his attic, pulled out his jump boots, Gave me his jump boots, his parade jump boots at that. So they were like super shiny. Like he really, really put some work into these things. And he, he's out of the military. He gave me these and he was like, hey, you know, go ahead and take these and, you know, do well in school. 
And like that really resonated with me because I mean these guys are they'll go out of their way to help you. They don't want anything in return. And every single one that I ever met, they've just been super nice, super humble. Uh, no elitist mentality that you find with some of the other uh, branches. Um, but that's just my experience with them. And I've, I've met quite a few and they're all oh, yeah. very, very nice to help. And their teaching method is the same thing. Very engaging, um, very, very good trainers. Probably some of the best trainers that I've ever met. Well, you have to think about the training disposition of Green Berets in general because you know, oftentimes they are tasked with going in and training local populaces. Yeah. So they have to be able to, you know, really hit it off with people and be really easygoing so that, that, that there is that uh, retention of information. You know, you don't get that by being Mr. Hardnose. Right. They, and, you know, in a lot of cases, they have to blend in with local populaces. They oftentimes have to live with local populace, mm -hmm. uh, fight with local populace, and depending on, you know, whatever theater they're in. So, yeah, Green Berets have to be able to kind of blend in and just be people. So I think there is an important kind of people skill yeah. uh, involved there. I think that, that speaks uh, pretty important volumes to that type of training. Yeah, no, I... I Again, best best group of guys. Uh, yeah, they're all cool yeah, guys. My personal experience with them. Yeah, man. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, guys, thanks for watching today's video. We hope you enjoyed today's gun gripe. Uh, and in case you don't know, we're going to let you know. Matt is going to be hanging out in some more of our videos. Uh, we're going to have him down to do some shooting with us. We'll have him in some more gripes if you'd like. So let me know if you want to see more of uh, Matt's smiling face here. And, uh, you know, anytime you guys order a T-shirt through the site, Matt is the man, him and his family. Uh, they're, you know, the ones that, that physically make these shirts for us, and we send them out. So anytime you pick up a shirt, you are supporting Matt's family and mine. You're supporting our YouTube channel. And if you're one of those people that has ordered man cans or if you've ordered T-shirts or if you're a Patreon supporter, any of those avenues go right back into supporting the channel and right back into allowing us to put out more and more content for, to you guys. So... I want to thank you guys very much for your support. And Matt, thanks for coming out hey, today. No problem, guys. Okay. All right, brother. We will see you guys next time and uh, many more videos on the way. Thanks for watching. Until next time.